Hello and welcome to Prince Trap by Track. Today we're going to be talking about If I Was Your Girlfriend from Sign of the Times. Uh, also features on The Hits 2. And it was recorded on the 2nd of November 1986 at Sunset Sound and released on the 30th of March 1987. Uh, it is just Prince on the track as Camille. Uh, obviously the, the kind of sped up, recorded it slower and then sped up uh, voice of, uh, of Prince. Uh, the song itself is uh, 4 minutes 53. There was a single released, um, which was cut down to 3 minutes and 46. So they, I think what they lost was they lost the outro, where Prince does a lot of talking about various things, and they missed off the, the little wedding march thing at the beginning. That was released on the 6th of May, 1987, uh, there was a 12-inch version, which just contained the, the album version of the track, uh, which was released on the 13th of May and on the 1st of June over here in the UK. Uh, I do actually own the 7-inch of If I Was Your Girlfriend, and that was the first place that I heard Shockadelica, uh, which is the B-side uh, which was also intended to go on the Camille album. In America, the track did not perform as well uh, uh, as it did over here. Over here, it got to number 20. Uh, it got to number 8 in Ireland, and it was number 14 in Belgium. Those are kind of like the highest positions it reached. Uh, but in on the Billboard Hot 100, it only got to number 67, although it did chart at number 12 on the Billboard Black Singles. A reasonably, reasonably successful single. And joining me today to talk about this is Victor Azevedo. Hello, Victor. Uh, hi, Jerry. Let's kind of try and put this into a, a genre, <laughs> which uh, I feel is going to be very hard. Um, I think, really, it, I guess you could say it was kind of like um, electronica, I think, would be an accurate way of describing it. Um, you know, it has a very kind of, like, the, 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 the drum machine is very kind of sparse. You know, uh, there's a very kind of, you can barely hear it, but there's a little bit of a bass line. Um, and then there's, you know, a tiny bit of keyboards. Um, and, you know, at the very start, we have the a little sample of um, The Wedding March uh, by Mendelssohn. Um, and <laughs> Susan Rogers, the the engineer for Prince at this particular time, uh, it's worth remembering that, you know, uh, Paisley Park, I think by the time they were recording this, had finished being built, and uh, Prince had yet to start recording stuff there, but obviously they were, they were getting ready to move various bits and pieces into it, um, and Prince, um, you know, he, he'd started setting up equipment um, you know, to kind of get it ready to go into Paisley Park. And there was a certain, there was an, an, an error on Susan Rogers' part, which um, led to the, a slight amount of distortion on the track. And hearing this kind of, you know, essentially it recorded Prince slower than it should have been. And then when it was played back at normal speed, it, it actually sped Prince up just a little bit. And Prince really liked the effect, and that became Camille. And it was just down to a, a mistake. Oh, wow. Susan Rogers, you know, she admitted the mistake to Prince, and, you know, he didn't care. Once, you know, Prince had heard this, uh, you know, the way it sounded, he, he then started to record, um, you know, more songs in this style. And, you know, that would become what was the Camille project. This track would have been the seventh out of eight songs on that album. Um, the, the song after this would have been Rock Hard in a Funky Place, which we'll talk about once we get to the Black Album. But yeah, so I think it's interesting because, uh, the, you know, the use of Camille, given the subject matter of this song, it actually kind of, uh, it kind of helps because, it you know, the idea that Prince is singing in this slightly odd, distorted female voice, um, you know, assuming that Camille is for me, female, I mean, Prince was never kind of specific about it, but 
you know, the idea of having this this slightly higher voice than Prince's own range um, suggests that it is, you know, a, a woman who's who's singing this. Uh, and that kind of gives the song an interesting slant. Prince was jealous of the relationship between Susanna and Wendy. And obviously he wanted to kind of be as close to Susanna as Wendy was. Mm. And that was kind of the, the starting point for, for what this song was about. But yeah, you know, I, I, it, I mean, it's one of my favourite Prince songs. Uh, and I just kind of love, like, the idea that Prince has here, you know, um, there's, there's kind of, a chorus is, the chorus in the song is just, if I was your girlfriend, repeated twice. But throughout the song, Prince keeps asking, you know, if I was your girlfriend, and then he lists the things, um, you know, that, that, that he, he would kind of want from, you know, this, this, this lover. Um, you know, s starting off saying, would you remember to tell me all the things you forgot when I was your man? Um, and, you know, would you let me take care of you and do all the things that only a best friend can? And, of course, only best friends can. Because <laughs> to, to me, it's a really cheeky kind of song. Because, like, at, at one stage, he kind of goes, let me, like, you know, can I dress you? No, I want to pick out your clothes. So he's always trying to push the little boundaries by being really cheeky about things. That's what, not that's that, my not that you're helpless. Yeah. But, that's, <laughs> but I think, but I also think, too, my theory is... That the Camille thing's, you know, Camille thing is Camille, but I reckon it's like he's gone from the boyfriend, he's gone from the boyfriend into the friend zone. Because, like, earlier in the song, he talks about it, they're just being friends. So I've got a feeling he's gone from boyfriend back into the friend zone, and he was a sh boyfriend when he was when he was the boyfriend so he's then talking about taking her out and like like hanging out together watch a movie together and cry like they were you know girlfriends i think that's kind of what happens but like i don't know maybe i'm taking it literally but that's kind of how i think <laughs> about it is i just think he's just yeah maybe because it's like to me it doesn't it doesn't seem like he's talking about being a a close male friend this mm. it seems like he's talking about being someone who was once her boyfriend and he's now uh, under a completely different gender as a different mm. person is now this person's best friend. And, mm. you know, and he says it, you know, like you say about, you know, uh, would you let me dress you? You know, yeah. uh, he says not that you're helpless, but sometimes uh, those are the things that, that being in love's about. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, he talks about if I was your one and only friend, would you run to me if somebody hurt you, even if that somebody was me? You know, there's kind of these odd situations where he's he's almost talking about being two different people at the same time. Um, and, you know, I, you know, the whole kind of would you let me wash your hair? Uh, could I make you breakfast sometime? Like the kind of like this, this is the kind of little the kind of those are spoken lines, which I always find quite interesting. You know, and he talks or oh, maybe we could just hang out or I mean, maybe go to a movie and cry together. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. And and he's he's not describing a situation where to me it doesn't seem like he's describing a situation where he would be in the friend zone. Obviously, a term that Prince would have no idea about because I don't think he's ever in the friend zone with any woman. I think as soon as they're anywhere near Prince, they're they're no longer in the friend zone. But you know, like I, I, he's kind of talking about a certain level of intimacy um, that you know female friends might have um, that he wants to kind of replicate. But obviously, it's impossible to replicate that in a relationship because mm. automatically you're a man, and and that makes you different to being, you know, like yeah. their best friend, uh, mm. their best kind of female friend, and you know, I I think he's kind of trying to express that, you know, um, you, you know, talking about, um, you know, particularly the, the whole kind of like help you pick out your clothes, like obviously, you know, uh, getting, you know, being getting dressed in front of a, a female friend and kind of getting their opinion on clothes. Is something that is, you know, you know, reasonably intimate, but it doesn't have a sexual connotation. And I think uh, this is the thing that he's kind of talking about, you know, is is that, um, you know, 
he, he wants to kind of have that level of intimacy without the kind of the sexual tension that comes with being, you know, a, a, a man and a woman in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, where just you can't just kind of do stuff just yeah. for the sake of being a friend without it, it turning into something about the relationship. And I, I think, yeah. you know, it's interesting um, that, that that's kind of the idea of the song. Um, you know, and I, I also just love just the way that he, he says stuff where he's like, uh, sugar, do you know what I'm saying to you this evening? Uh, maybe you think I'm being a little self-centered, but I, I yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. I want to be yeah. all of the things that you are to me, you know, like just the kind of the way that he's expressing himself is kind of, um, you know, letting his guard down and just saying, look, you know, obviously there's going to be some kind of sexual tension, uh, yeah. first of all, because he's Prince and of course there will mm-hmm. be, but you know, he then suggests stuff like, you know, I mean, particularly when he gets into the talking, which, like I say, is kind of the stuff that's kind of missing from the single version where he's like, is it really necessary for me to go out the room just because you want to undress? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to make children to make love, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he kind of, have... he, by the, at the end of the song, he kind of gets back into being the man, essentially. He kind of reveals that, that you know, even though he wants to be her best friend, you know, there, there are kind of things that, they are, they have to be you know they have to acknowledge that he is a man and you know there are certain things that they cut they can never they can never be exactly right because like earlier in the bit about uh, you know about undressing you he talks about um, like and we we can make was it what's the line uh, it, uh, here we go was it oh we don't have to make love to have an orgasm yeah <laughs> it's like well <laughs> I, I don't sure let's see well, obviously he's thinking of other things oh it's Prince obviously he's thinking of other things. But yeah, like it's hard to say. Like it's it just kind of schizophrenic. Like maybe Camille's schizophrenic. Maybe Camille's like the, <laughs> the, the the alternate personality of Prince. I don't know. It could be another theory. Where Camille is Camille in this song is the alternate personality of Prince, who was the boyfriend and then turns into Camille and trying to be the friend and then trying to be the girlfriend and that thing. I don't know. Camille is the good side of Prince, and I only know that because that's what happens with um with with the next album. Mm. He makes it explicit that Camille is the good side of him and the spooky electric mm. is the bad side of him. Mm. You know, that th- this Camille is the good side. But I just also love this whole thing of, you know, um, you know, when he says, your body's what I'm about. Can I see it? I'll show you. <laughs> Why not? You know, and, and he, you know, he then as it kind of gets a bit more manic, he says, of course, I'll undress in front of you. And when I'm naked, what should I do? You know, and he's like, can't you just trust me? It's like, if I was your girlfriend, you could. Um, and I, I love his bit when he says, um, for you naked, I would dance a ballet, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, it just... And then, you know, at the end, it kind of, we it just turns into the drum machine of Prince where he's he's asking, you know, um, would you let me see you naked? Would you let me give you a bath? Would you let me tickle you so hard you'd laugh and laugh? And, you know, and, 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 and it kind of builds and builds and builds with Prince mm. talking about how, you know... Um, <laughs> I swear I'll do it so good I'll drink every ounce and I'll hold yeah. you tight and hold you long and together we'll stare into the silence. And of course he finishes by saying, we'll try to imagine what silence looks like. And yeah, because yeah. I think I think it just goes back to what I said earlier. Like it is, this this song is really cheeky. He is so pushing boundaries in this whole song. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh can I do this? Oh no, well maybe we do this. But then hold up, but yeah. can we do this? And he's like, basically, <laughs> like basically he's a kid trying to push boundaries with a parent, trying to like say, well, I don't know, well, maybe we can do that, but no, hold on, well, maybe we do this, but and then why can't I do that? 
It's like, that's what he's doing. He's just so cheeky in this song. And I think that's what probably Camille is. This, as I said, the, the good part, but also the cheeky part as well, I think. Prince trying to be intimate with someone and trying to say, look, I mean, knowing that this is directed at Susanna, you know, who was for, a, for a, you know, a certain portion of the 80s, kind of like his muse, and him trying to say, you know, like, particularly the stuff about, like, you know, giving you a bath and, you know, combing your hair and, you know, picking out clothes, like... He's trying to, he's not, he doesn't want to kind of take control, but he wants to kind of do things that are, you know, intimate. You know, sitting there combing someone's hair is a fairly intimate thing. And, mm. you know, he's just kind of laying out all these different things of of what he wants this relationship to be and how intimate he wants it to be and how close he wants them to be. Um, you know, and, you know, the fact that it ends with him just saying, we'll try to imagine what science looks like. And then, of course, it gets cut off after he says, yeah, we'll try. And then the drum machine kind of cuts out and that's the end of the song. And then the next song, which was which is, you know, another song that was in, intended for the Camille album, is very kind of like upbeat and has is a kind of very different take on what it's like to be in a relationship. I mean, obviously, yeah. the title of it is Strange Relationship. Yeah. But I think these kind of it, this it works as a counterpoint to this song because this song is very, you know, if you ever wanted to know what it's like to be in a relationship with Prince. I think Prince giving giving you his undivided attention and wanting to know everything about you. Yeah. That that's what this song feels like to me. Always mm-hmm. been one of my favorites just for that, you know, just cuz yeah. when you're listening to it you feel like, you know, Prince, it doesn't matter who's who he's singing it to, it feels like he's singing it to you where he's like, "Look, yeah. let's let's just be together and intimate and kind of know each other." And, you know, I don't I think there's very few kind of like I say, hard to put a genre on this song, but you know, it's one of those. It's kind of almost like a, a kind of a ballad, but in a very odd way. In that mm. Prince isn't proposing anything romantic. Um, you know, he mentions various romantic things, like going to a movie and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But mostly, it's about just being with the other person and kind of being as intimate as you can possibly be. Yeah. Probably why it's one of my favorite songs by Prince. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna. I don't. I feel like I don't need to say it, but five out of five. I got that impression. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, see, I would put it at a four because I said, I like I up a little thing. When Prince passed away, I basically grabbed like as much song as I put put I could have, made this massive, massive playlist. The thing's huge. God knows how many hours it is. And if I was your girlfriend, wasn't on this list. So coming up to this, doing this recording, I went and listened back to it. Now it's on the phone because I forgot. Oh my god, this actually is a great song. I've forgotten, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten how how good a song this is. Because uh, it's such a weak the the Camille voice kind of sometimes it doesn't work for me. Like it works in House Quake yeah. for some reason, but for me it kind of doesn't kind of work in this song. But I've gone to come come to appreciate it again. Like you know. 30 years later or whatever it was. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's actually a really good song. Yeah, I'd put it I'd put it at a four, maybe four and a half. But yeah, it'd be it's yeah. a great song. It's worth saying as well that in the background, as Prince is kind of, you know, getting into the talking towards the end, there is this kind of like, this kind of singing of like this kind of like, almost like a, a kind of, a, like a choir that's kind of behind it and kind of going up and down and kind of following the kind of, uh, kind of building up to this crescendo. Uh, before everything drops out and it's just back to the drum machine. Now there is a kind of a few couple of kind of well-known covers, but the, the kind of the most well-known of them I would say would, is uh, TLC's cover mm. uh, of "If I Was Your Girlfriend." Now obviously I'm a person who doesn't like people covering Prince songs, so you know. Um, and I remember um, meeting some people in the mid '90s and mentioning this song, and they actually said, "Oh, the TLC song," and I was like. 
know the Prince song, but it obviously turns out we're talking about the same song. Uh, yes. But they had heard it first, like, uh, you know, covered um, by TLC. Appears on their album Crazy Sexy Cool. I mean, I, 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 I'm not a fan of people covering Prince stuff, but I think it is quite a good cover version. Yeah, it works because it goes back to the theory that um, women can do, women can sing Prince songs really, really well. It just comes back to it. And it's funky as all hell. I don't know if they've quickened it up a little bit, but it is funky. But look, the, the ladies from TLC, they can sing. So it does help. But it is it is a good good cover of this song. Yeah, and you know, obviously, kind of not that the song was kind of pushed back into the limelight. I would say, but in two thousand and two, Jay Z and uh, and Beyonce, you know, they recorded O three Bonnie and Clyde. Don't know why it was called O three when it was released in two thousand two, but you know, uh, that's how things go. Um, and uh, the song has, you know, obviously, if anyone's heard the song, there's kind of like a the the kind of main basis of it is actually. Uh, Tupac Shakur song Me and My Girlfriend um, and then you know there's a point in it where uh, Beyonce sings the lines if I was your girlfriend would you run to me if somebody hurt you and you know Prince gets a co-writing credit on the song uh, because they used enough of the song you know the enough of, of if I was your girlfriend that it kind of justified uh, a writing credit um, and I remember hearing that in that song and thinking that sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> like uh, those those lines sound like I've heard them in a different, uh, you know, one might say better song. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I kind of I, I I like that they they kind of sampled that and they gave Prince the credit. Uh, you know, obviously showing that even as Prince himself was kind of moving away from the limelight and kind of not being part of the zeitgeist as much in the early two thousands, uh, you know, people were still being influenced by him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and then of course, you know, two years later, Musicology came out, and Prince had the highest selling tour of <laughs> that year in the US. And you know, once again, he'd kind of made a return. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's just nice to kind of just hear people singing Prince's songs. Okay, yeah. So we haven't really talked about how it fits in the concert movie either, have we? Dif- like the performance itself in the concert film, to me, feels at odds with the sentiment of the song, because. Mm. You know, in the performance, a gigantic metal heart-shaped bed yeah, kind of pops yeah. up, and, and Prince proceeds to get down with Cat, and yeah. it just doesn't—it does not—that doesn't feel like what the song is saying. But obviously, Prince um, in this concert film has decided to interpret it that way, yeah. uh, and it's to me as well. I. I it misses my favorite part of the song, which is the ending. You know, mm-hmm. Prince kind of getting a bit manic and suggesting all these different. And and in the in the performance, it just kind of it stops before it gets to that part. It's kind of almost like the single version, yeah. and it just becomes about Prince on a bed with Cat, yeah. rather than you know an exploration of being close with someone in a relationship. And the other thing is too, he tries to replicate the Camille sound with doing the falsetto, which actually kind of works. But I don't yeah, know. as I said, you're right about the change. As I said, that was the thing I remembered. Like I, I rewatched the video, and that's the thing I remember was the the bit at the end with the the heart popping up and him basically, what's the right way to say it? The nice way to say it, trying to dry hump a uh, cat, and then the heart falling back as it just basically yeah. into, into the flat position again. So yeah, so it it kind of changes the way the way the song is. If if, if you think that you know Camille's the girl, yeah. You know, Kumail's the woman and so forth. It changes the whole thing. goes back to what I think about it, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that it, 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 it makes the song about being sung from a male perspective, whereas I'd say that if you're listening to the Camille version on the album, 
the the gender doesn't really matter it's not yeah. you know it's not about the gender it's it's kind of mm. just about the the kind of level of intimacy but mm. yeah when it's prince singing it in falsetto live it yeah. does turn it kind of back into a song about just you know a straight up guy who wants to figure yeah. out a way to kind of um behave like a best friend but still get the rewards of being the boyfriend mm-hmm. um but i mean apparently there were some fun stories on that tour where um when when they did um if i was your girlfriend the stage crew would set up various cuddly toys around the set so that when mm-hmm. prince was on the bed instead mm-hmm. of kind of like you know looking at um, cat or whatever he would actually see in his eye line he would see like cuddly toys around the set um of the stage so yeah apparently the crew had some fun with prince when it came to that particular song so you know but I, like i said i mean it's not a performance of that that i really enjoy it's, it's funny because that was the first like the concert film i saw before i owned the album so that was the version that i was initially familiar with and then um you know once i actually listened to it on the album i actually preferred the album version so much more than the live performance mm-hmm. um just because i feel like you know the themes that Prince is trying to put across are, are a lot easier to understand on the album version, yeah. whereas you know on the live version it almost seems like a version of like him being a pickup artist where he's like, yeah. "How can I tell you these things that yeah. I want to do so that we can get you into bed?" And and you know that's what literally happens then with the, yeah, with exactly. the stage setup. Yeah. So it just it doesn't feel it doesn't have the same kind of feel, but. Uh, you know, it's always wonderful to see Prince perform anything live anyway. So, yeah. you know, I, you kind of give it that anyway, don't you? Going back to the Camille version is more cheekier than this version. This one might be a little, what's the way you say it? Probably a bit, what's the word I'm trying to think? A bit more, um, not creepier. That might be not, maybe that's a bit of a strong word. Maybe it's more like... I mean, a, maybe calculated. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just deliberately calculated to kind of manipulate someone. It's like how I can get into good graces by... Rather than being, you know, kind of uh, friendly and cheeky. Uh, okay, well, I feel like we've said as much as we possibly can about If I Was Your Girlfriend. Though, you know, to be honest with you, I could probably talk about it for another hour, but uh, <laughs> I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like a podcast that's an hour and a half about this would really uh, would really work. So let's go to plugs. Okay, and now of course I don't have any podcasts because I don't do them. So things close to my heart, The Simpsons. So a podcast called Everything Is Coming Up, um, Simpsons. Uh, two female comedians who have another person who brings in an episode they love and they just talk about it. So they've had, you know, the other comedians and other actors or whatever, and they've actually had people from The Simpsons who've worked on The Simpsons come in and tell them about their best episodes. It's funny, it's hilarious, um, especially when it comes to the ones where they pull people, like they've had Dana Gould who wrote a tonneload of Simpsons episode and they've had him basically describe his first episode that he was involved in. So it's really funny, really, really interesting. Um, focuses on all the good stuff, the early stuff, but you know that's what happens. But yeah, it's a really good podcast. Check it out. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us. Not sure why at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks for being my guest once more, Victor. Uh, thanks, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Oh,